Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is, do old dating traditions still hold up? I don't know. Let's find out. Hey, hey, friends, I'm Natasha Chandel, and you're listening to Kinda Dating. Aisha is not with us today. She is doing her baller life, filming something in her actress world. We miss you. Come back to me. Don't do this again. But we still have a great episode for you. And if you like today's episode, please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it and leave us a five-star rating or review. We are on social media at Kinda Dating across the board. I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook. Aisha is at Aisha Says Dance across the board. So follow her fun journey. Um, we have one of our favorite guests back. Uh, oh my God. I don't know. Karina. Yay. <laughs> no, it's comedian and actor Vinny Fastline. Hey, that's me. You're one of our favorites. No. No, you really are. Oh, thank you. I this think... is one of my favorites to come to. Aw. I love Wait, this place. who else are you fucking going guys... to? What other podcasts? <laughs> what okay, the fuck? I already lost. Are, are we Nowhere. sharing you with this other people? This is my only podcast I do. I am not a good share. I, well, I'll, look, I'll take over this thing. I'll come in with you and start. Aisha, you're you done, to. baby. I'm I want you place. to come take over. You and I'll Aisha just all host an episode when I'm not around. I'll do it all the time. Just, I have a blast coming on here. Oh, we love, love to you. just complain and bitch about love. It's the best. <laughs> this couldn't be any more fitting for me. You know, your your last episode, um, which was on New Year, New Dating Rules, it was a hit. That was a hit. Was a People really hit. liked it. Really? We got lots of messages you about guys liked it. it. Very, very much what downloaded. What did you guys like about it? Honestly, I think people liked my advice, but they liked your personality. <laughs> wow. Well, I hate my personality. Just, so at least somebody does. No, why? You're the sweetest. No, they just, everybody can relate because I was so bitter. And everyone has a crush. They have a crush they on hit, me? They hit me up all the time being like, who's Vinny Fastline? I had a couple people message me on the Instagram. On the Instagram? From, oh, because they- From the dating podcast, from Kind of Dating. See? Yeah, they were like- People listen. They were like, why are you single? I'm like, because I hate life. <laughs> <laughs> why does nobody hit me up and ask me this shit? What the fuck, guys? No, I'm, I'm just, kidding. I'm glad I'm gonna you- I'm going to DM you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody DM me and ask me why I'm- um, well, since the last month, mm-hmm. has anything changed, single or in a relationship? Uh, uh, well, it's been almost a month and a half. Has it been? Mm-hmm. I, I, well, I came here before the holidays. Yeah, that's why. So it's been a couple months because you said and you were taking is, a break. Did right you take a break? I did. I took a oh. month and a half off. Is this off. the first one back? Second one back. Oh, I didn't get the first one back. No, I'm sorry. My ex uh, got it. <laughs> your ex? <laughs> My ex, Chad, came on. No way. Yeah, he did how two that episodes. Go? He's awesome. Yeah, we talked about oh. healthy breakups and, oh. and how we have a very healthy breakup. That's awesome. Yeah, he's lovely. That's great. I, I don't know if I have and a, any. A lot of people gave me messages about that, too. They're like, why are why he's so wise? Why are you two not together? I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I don't know if I could be friends with my exes. I, I'm friendly with select ones, mm-hmm. the ones who've treated me with respect or, or yeah. you know, like that's kind of what we talked about. Like we didn't break up because some shit happened. We broke up because it just wasn't working. a fit yeah. at the time. I respect that. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. 
Um, so and I, then I'm, and then with the others, even if like somebody ended it, it's like usually in like a year or somebody something, people are fine well, to talk. Yeah, sometimes you could date somebody that it's not a full commitment and it just it's an easier break. I think having to live with somebody and you know be in a really long relationship unless I don't know I don't know if I've had that situation where it's just like. But I also th- do you tell me I not all guys because but but some of my exes in the past like my four year relationship he and I were still really good friends for like ten years after and um, but sometimes I'm like the guys also play the long game like would you just be friends with an ex holding out like maybe you guys will get back together maybe something will happen. Staying in the relationship for a longer than no, it needs no. To be. Like you guys have broken up, but like I think like guys sometimes stay friends because they're like, oh, maybe there's hope. Maybe I don't know. That's not you. That's tough. It's not me. Yeah, I can't. I can't be friends with my exes. It just doesn't work out. Mm. I don't know. I, I I don't know if I've tried. I mean, I guess I'm cool with some of my exes. Not really. I've had some bad ones. Yeah, yeah. You've had. <laughs> Well, but, yeah, you had a sh- you, but see your last relationship, the the bitch. Can yeah. we just call her that? Yeah, Fuck sure. Her. That was her middle name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys can't be friends. She she did you dirty. Yeah, it's okay. So that's that's fucked up. <clears throat> so yeah, single or in a relationship? <laughs> I mean, I'm single. I'm okay. Just, I, I have been focusing on my work as much as okay. See, so that was as much as possible. I was like, is your jaded ass ready to mingle or no? Mm. I, I've I've been on dates. I've talked to some people, but they have not panned out the way. I, I've the more I do it, the more bitter I get. Like I just, really? it's, I'm telling you, it's what the city. What part of it? The city is so opportunistic. Like, I mean, are we going down this? Are path? they trying because, to use you for stage time? No, I mean, I, I don't think I have. I come across that too often, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like everyone's looking for the next best thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh right. And but are you also like that? Maybe. Am I? No, I'm looking for myself. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in the force. Like, God damn it, where is he? <laughs> it's me. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. I just like, I, 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 I realize the only thing that really makes me happy is my, my career. And I just, I've been working so hard at that. Yeah. And the part, I think the more of the frustration I felt lately has not been the dating. I've been accepting that I can't keep, I, I, I don't find the right one right now. But I, what I've not been accepting of is like all the hard work that I put into my career. So I've been way, and, and the thing about this town, you know how it works is that everybody works really hard mm-hmm. and then you get your hopes up and you think something's going to happen and then it yeah. doesn't. And it's one of those things where totally. for people that are, aren't in, in entertainment that are listening, it's it's like it can you have no idea how many steps have to go for like a television so, show to get made. So, 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 like, so, many. so many. And you can go through like 10 of those steps. Yeah. Vinny and I were but going through those steps for a while. For, for, for a show. show. Oh, yeah. What's going on with that? Have you we're talked to David? Pause. David's in, in England or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, if you follow me on Insta, you know I'm all about adding jewelry to my outfits. And I just got these beautiful new gold bar huggy earrings from Orate that I love. Orate is fine jewelry made in New York City, founded by women for women. Pieces range from classic to statement to completely original. Orate makes the jewelry you've always wanted but could never find. I'd say mine are classically fashionable. Orate pieces are high quality and so beautiful. The gold feels substantial and the diamonds sparkle and shine. Why? Because it's all real gold. So you can wear it and never have to take it off. Shower, play sports, sleep, cook, anything. It's jewelry for life. 
And all Orate pieces come with a lifetime warranty because they know it lasts. These high-quality pieces are so affordable because Orate sells direct to you without the middleman markup. Basically, they can offer the same quality as traditional Fifth Avenue brands at a fraction of the cost. Orate hacked the jewelry market, making real gold accessible. On top of that, Orate is ethically made in New York City. For every piece sold, a child in need receives a book to further their education. So don't wait for Valentine's Day, which is already over, because Orate Jewelry makes a great gift for you or a loved one at any time. I'll be rocking mine, so get yours. For 15% off your first Orate purchase, go to oratenewyork.com slash dating and use a promo code dating. That's A-U- R-A-T-E New York dot com and use the promo code dating. Once again, for 15% off your first Orate purchase, go to oratenewyork.com. That's A-U-R-A-T-E New York dot com forward slash dating. But literally you could just it could you could you could be like you could shoot the pilot and it could be on air. And then it get, the season gets canceled. You know, it's, it's know. like you don't even know where it's going to go. So anyways, that being said, I'm in a good place. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely one thing I've learned in this business of being in it for so long since I was like 16 is you just got to take everything with a grain of salt. Like people will say stuff to you. You just got to be like, okay, great. And like be cautiously optimistic, which mm-hmm. is like, but don't put all your feelings into something and just sort of be like, if it's going to work out, shit will work out. And you won't honestly have to push for it at all. Like, and I'm that person that can attest to it, that all the stuff that has ever worked out for me was shit that I just fully let go. And I was like, cool, I'll be present in the moment. Oh, I have this interview. I have this thing I got to go for that's supposed to open some door. Cool, I'll walk through the door. And then I just like let it go. And then if it's meant to be, it just kind of works out. But it's hard because because you put in so much work um, and I get it. But you know, you just got to... There's nothing you can do. That's the point. Mm-hmm. The point is you can't change that it's out of your control. The only thing you can change is like your attitude around it. And and if your attitude is like, oh, I'm just going to be super excited and put everything in that, all my eggs in that basket, well, you might get, you know, you got to take the consequences of, of that kind of yeah. approach or just sort of play even keel. I like it. Go with the flow, kind of. Yeah, you cool. just gotta stop. I yeah, stop. Uh, you know. But one it, thing is, like, you're so talented. It's like oh, it's just a matter so of you. time. You're killing it, girl. What you look at you with the Gabriel Iglesias show? No. Dang. Everyone watch Mr. Iglesias. And it did will you ensure and you, I have another job? You told later. everybody that you wrote that episode, yeah. I didn't, but I'm sure they saw it on my Instagram. <laughs> hey, well, what the heck? You should say that. Thanks. Guys, everybody, she had a whole episode on Iglesias' show on Netflix, guys. Come on. Thank you. That's Make amazing. sure you watch 210 when the episode, episode comes out. Yeah, yeah, everybody heck is. Yeah, yeah we have to Shepard. have all of our cast in the episode. Th- is she in the whole series? Oh, yeah, she's a series she, regular. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know she's yeah, a series yeah, regular. She plays a principal. That's amazing. Principal Paula Madison. Paula Luya. Yeah, she's killing Give it. Give me a Hallelujah. Sherry's the best too. She's the best. So cool. She's gonna be on this podcast, or she said she will. So she will, hopefully. Yeah, that's amazing. No, she's the best. Um, well, congratulations to you and your success. Thank you. You're, it's only gonna you're keep coming. The best. You're the best. Um, we are talking about old dating tradition. So, so Vinny, last time you were here, we got into some serious shit. Yeah, you know, we did. it was like a two-hour fucking serious conversation. So yeah. we're gonna lighten it up because you know what? <laughs> kind of dating goes up and down. <laughs> 
Sometimes yeah. we got to do some chill shit. I apologize for all the bitching from last episode that you listened to. No, people liked it. They like that it's real. Yeah. Um, you guys like my pain. Yeah. Everyone likes the pain. It's entertainment. Yes. The dark no, side. Nobody finds I happiness I think everybody fun. has pain. Oh, of course. You know how, like, I always used to be this comedian, stand-up comedian, and I was always so happy. And I was. Maybe I was at the time. But I was so happy and pleasant, and everything was great, and it was so fun and silly. And, and people liked it. But I think my comedy's gotten better the more honest I've been. So maybe I have been honest about my feelings being, like, down or angry or whatever. But but people relate. A lot of people relate to, like, complaining about shit. You oh, know, totally. that's why a lot of comics are like, this sucks or that's weird or whatever. Yeah. But I've been doing that just because naturally maybe that's where I've been. But it's been working. Yeah, yeah. People are all like, you're right, God damn it, that does suck. Yeah, and no. And they can relate and it's funny. You're really, it's, it's a good point because I, like, I had to take off from the stand-up stuff while I was on the show. It was just too much for me. But now I'm coming back Thank and you. like one thing has been – like, how do I be more of, like, what I really am? Which, like, you guys hear a lot of it here where I am very opinionated and strong and all of that. And then sometimes I do also get, like, a little nicer on stage. And then I'm like, but all my friends find me funny because they lo- used to call me the angry little elf. <laughs> like, that was my thing. It was like, I'm always just like, what the fuck? Why the fuck would you do the stupid thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, a grown-ass man crying. Give, Why you, the you get, fuck would you cry? A little bit in the middle. I think you give it... I I, I got to see your stand-up. We got to do I, a show together, too. Oh, yeah. You missed... Uh, oh, yeah. You did something at Adam's thing. Well, I want to... Yeah. We got to do a show together. Yeah, I would love that. Let's do um, it. But on that note, I told you, a grown-ass man just cried in front of me recently. The person I was telling you about earlier. So fucking annoyed. Friends, I'm just going to say this one time. Don't be a grown-ass man and cry in front of a woman when you are the one who fucked up. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm the one going like, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm the one who just got played here, and I'm sitting here like a gr- like fully stoic, tapping you, like patting you, going, mm. oh, it's okay. Don't it's get me, right. don't start me there. I had I had a same situation happen. I'm not going to blow I'm it up. I'm talking heaving cries, though, a grown-ass man oh, being like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I, I had that. I had a girl mess up pretty hard, and really, and she was crying her eyes out and i go it's so funny it goes why are you playing the victim yes why are you you like, you you're crying because you got home caught and cry like i am that's just bullshit man i don't know how to handle my emotions i know it's like well, i hate fucking, people Sorry, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, life is good. <laughs> hey, our sponsor, we Happy Tears. About, we were talking about old dating traditions. Ah, oh, shit. And Let's do they get to still it. hold up? I told okay, you. Wait, wait. Okay, guys, everybody listening, they were like, we got to come somewhere light. Your last episode it was so fucking dark. And I go, I know. This is what I am. What do you want no, from me? You're not. That's why I go, let's pick a topic. Like, let's talk so about wait, marshmallows I'm, or something. I'm telling you what we're going to talk about. So, we're going to talk about. Five. Okay, this, this, was, this episode is inspired by this article that Adam our wonderful producer and engineer sent called five old-timey courtship rituals that will make you cringe. It's on Refinery29, the site that featured us as one of their favorite dating podcast so thanks Refinery29 recently um, too I think that was like a month ago yeah, or two in yeah. December yeah. yeah that's so awesome thanks so okay this is the first one alright and we're gonna go through a bunch of things that were like old timey and like even current shit and I wanna see like do these things hold up from a guy's perspective and a girl's perspective and anybody can jump in so this is the first one 
offering your crush an apple soaked in your sweat. <laughs> What? So this custom that says is passed from generation <laughs> to generation in England, surviving into the Elizabethan era, and it was that that people used to dance, and for an hour before they were about to meet somebody, they would put a, a, a slice of an apple under their armpits, dance like crazy, and then give it to somebody else to eat because it's supposed to be to like pass on pheromones. Um, I'm bringing that back. Yo, girl, you want a piece of this? Get a slice of apple. It's fucking How much gross. do you love me? I don't How much love, do you love me? I I need don't. you to slap down this sweaty mango slice. <laughs> we had you know, we had a guy on the podcast come. I, this is like a guest yeah. who who talked about like and he walked in and this is way you guys have never met him, but he literally smelled like a homeless dude. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And he was like, "Oh, no, it's cuz Um, like I don't wear any deodorant or any cologne or anything because of pheromones. Like they say, women are more attracted to natural pheromones, and I was like, not this woman. Wow, <laughs> like, that's my thing now. If you want to date me, there are know, a lot of hygienic reasons. I feel like you shouldn't be eating an apple soaked in somebody else's sweat. Oh, that's how it works. You want here? You want you want to <laughs> go on a date? Crush down this little fruit bowl right here in my armpit. <laughs> that's so gross. But but if a girl were to eat an apple. Soaked in sweat, then you know she's yours. She's that's true. Like that takes a certain level of commitment. <laughs> what if she's yeah. eating multiple guys' apples? Huh? Ew. Oh, oh, it's what like if she's thing. that bitch? Ugh. Oh my goodness. You know, she's testing out multiple apples at the same time. What the fuck? Man, I in can't the beginning that's of a, a relationship, thing. you need to be eating multiple apples. Gotta look out for the Granny Smith. <laughs> that's insane. Okay, so that's a that's a would you that's a yes or no? I don't think anybody on this planet would do that. I also hate apples. That's why I'm going to do it. So, ladies, uh, like if you want to do that, you gotta. But that used to happen in the Elizab Elizabethan era. God, that's so weird, isn't it? That's yeah. a weird one. Okay, so let's it. see. This this next one isn't as terribly weird. Using wooden spoons to take things to the next level. So a man would carve symbols of his love and family name into the handle of a wooden spoon and then give it to a woman to show that he was ready to take their flirtation to the next level. This was the go-to token of love in the 17th century Wales, in Wales. Wow, 17th century? Mm -hmm. It was a spoon? That's when they were misogynistic pieces of shit. And he's like, get in the kitchen, bitch. Here's your spoon. <laughs> It couldn't have been anything else. He could be like, oh, I got this nice dress for you. Instead, he's like, hey, fucking pants. Though I think, I it's, I think it's kind of better than getting a tat. Suck my balls. I love you. I feel like guys now, people nowadays might get like a tattoo. They'll get like a, you know, oh, here's, here's I, I etched your name in no, my fucking ass. No, but they have a store like that. Remember, isn't it like Things Remembered or something where per, they, uh, things engraved they or something? You have it engraved. Oh, yeah. Would you do that? I've, yes, that's nice. You get an engraving of something. But you, <laughs> I feel like that's so heavy to like give your family name to a chick on a fucking wooden spoon. Oh, is it spoon. a family well, name? Well, it says like your, it says like initials and family name. What does it say? Uh, a, a man would carve symbols of his love and family name into the handle to show he's ready to take things to the it next to level. Say, well, I guess. <laughs> you just give a fucking woman a spoon that says fast line. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> you better eat from the spoon, bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> make, yeah, make, here, use the spoon to get the food out of my from this. pits. <laughs> it's 
too. That's these are crazy things. Yeah, this is what used to happen back we'll in the day. Bring them back. All right, two, um, I'm going to write these down, ladies. Yeah. take notes. This next one is taking your love to the battlefield. This is intense. Whoa, these are awesome. This is, um, it says, Teutonic women happily risked their safety during wartime as they traveled with their beloveds from skirmish to skirmish. Mm -hmm. They'd nurse and feed the soldiers as they were told to do, but their real value came in their bloodthirsty cries for victory while their men would fight. Some historians even call them the first cheerleaders. These I gotta awesome. say, I, I, I'm 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 not committed to anybody enough to go into battle for them. Yeah, I mean, I can't uh, I can't get a girl to meet me at a coffee shop. Yeah. You think she's going in <laughs> fucking war? Hey, you know, World War hey, Three might happen. And or pick up a musket and just. But start. that's a real ride or die. I mean, that is a ride or die. She's ready to. She's ready to. <laughs> also, do you really want to be sword? dealing with like cheer like a cheerleader fucking cheer while you're murdering a man? On the outside? Fuck yeah. I want my girlfriend to be like, kill Bill. <laughs> just at any point. She's like, look, are you looking at my man? And just, just She's like, K-I-L-L, him to death. <laughs> yeah. What um, do you think the pom-poms would be? Just flames because she's a dragon. One other thing um, I've learned about like older ways that people used to fight battles was, I think it was during the Civil War, People would line up on the sidelines because the battle's coming from one direction and then from another direction. But from the sides, people could spectate, and they didn't have TV back then. So a lot of people would watch the battles if they had the opportunity to know that there was going to be one or something like that. Um, Didn't know that. I don't know if that really fits into this a whole lot. (laughs) Maybe they were out there on the sidelines, you know. Yeah. Man, this is just like— I never knew what love was until now, guys. So this is another one, keeping things short and sweet to avoid death. In Viking societies, love poems and songs were considered crude and were said to reflect poorly on the lady who was being courted. In fact, suitors were told they shouldn't see much of their beloved at all before proposing. But the thing is, a prolonged courtship could also tarnish a lady's reputation. Such an offense would provoke her family to avenge her social standing by brutally attacking or even killing the suitor. So that's like, if you took, if you paced that relationship too long, you'd be getting killed. Wait, explain that. So So they're saying in Viking culture or in Viking societies, like if you were going to court a woman for like now, right? You might go six months before you become official. And then, I don't know, like fucking years before you get married. But in Viking times, that if you didn't like wife a chick up right away or soon, you could potentially get brutally murdered by her family. But in between that time— wow. If you're like, hey, it's like I just met her and within six months I need to get married. But while you were trying to like court her, if you sent her love poems, it was considered like bullshit. Wow. It was so like you have to immediately you have to immediately be in love and get, get, um, it's, it's pretty much like The Bachelor, but somebody dies at the end. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That's the new version. But you were it's not like allowed to give multiple roses to anybody. Whoa. Yeah, you fuck around. You either love me or die. <laughs> So I have a question. Have you ever written somebody a love poem or note? Uh, no. I mean, I've given cards when I was younger or, you know, even, yeah, even in, to my exes. I've, I've, you know, I've given a card 
Yeah. Adam, you. have you? Uh, I've written letters that I never sent. Like a lot of times there Thank was God. like a girl I would like and I would write up like a one or two page letter putting everything I thought. And then I thought, I'm never going to send this. This is a terrible thing to send. I'm but, so glad because yeah. I'm about to say some shit right now. So this is a fun story that nobody knows, but I am notoriously used to, I used to get lots of love letters and poems from people. And so this one boy, when I was younger, um, fell in love with me like a month and a half into dating and would write me these, I mean, they were very, um, witty, but, uh, but at the same time, these like love poems that just like I was like, it's just been a month and a half. Like, what is happening right now? And and then one guy, I remember we were dating for like six months, ended up writing me a 14 page letter. Whoa. And I tried to read it, it was single space that looked like an essay. And uh, my coworkers at MTV will attest to the story. This is a real, true story. And they saw me and they saw that I got really angry when I got this letter because it was like everything he'd already fucking told me. So I was like, you either don't fucking remember what you said or you're just a fucking narcissist who wants to say his story back out loud. And I was so annoyed. I, I was like, I'm going to try to read it. And then like seven pages in, I just got angry. And I was I like, "I would be angry the moment you hand it to me. I already hate you." I go, you, yeah. "You want me to? You want me?" Well, it was it was sent on an assignment? email. Yeah, it's oh. terrible. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm I, I think I think love letters and poems are great when you're in a relationship, like and it's serious, and you're you know maybe, but not some fucking wow. and maybe, lengthy. Maybe when you're younger too. Like I feel like when you're at a younger age. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. these things are more like, oh, that's so cute and romantic. And when you're older, it's like, but then again, like, but then again, I go, I'm not a normal girl. So let's turn to Karina. Karina, would you like to get love letters or poems? It depends on how much I like the guy. Okay. So Karina says, says it depends okay. on how much she likes the guy. What if it's 14 pages? I would not read 14 pages. Nobody wants to read Karina 14 would pages. not read 14 that's pages. That's psychos listening right now. Dude. It better there better be like it better be there better be pictures and pop ups and coloring books in there. <laughs> so I just I just pages. joined Hinge and my profile says like what's your ideal person and I said something I've posted before but it's real. It's like eighty five percent witty sarcastic banter, thirteen percent silence, two percent feelings and shit. Yeah. So if somebody no gives feelings. me love poems and fucking letters, I'm like, what? You freak out with feelings? No, I just don't. I think there are some things that are like, why are we having these discussions <laughs> for no yeah. reason? Some people just like to have talks to talk. Yeah, and I'm just like, we don't have to discuss mm-hmm. every feeling we have. We could just live our feelings. Yes. Then talk about our feelings. I agree. I but that's agree. just a me thing. I'm saying that. I admit that's a me thing. No. I'm saying if you have a problem, let's talk it out. But some people like to talk out their yeah. feelings. Like, yeah, I yes, I, I was like, talking to a girl that was we on the same page. We like to we, we like to be honest. With, I'm an honest person. I'm an honest person. I like to share my feelings. Like, yes, I go so am I. So do I. But not every feeling is you have to share. Here's Thank an you. example of the other side of that. Yes. when you love somebody or you think you love somebody and it's really early. Yeah, you don't tell them you love them right away, do mm-hmm. you? Because that's insane. Yeah. It's the same thing as if you don't, if you're not sure about this thing about the person or you have this weird feeling or whatever, you don't share it right mm-hmm. away. 
this negative feel. I gotta, I gotta get this off my chest. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you don't say you love somebody right away. You get sure, you get sure about that love before you say it. So it's the same thing with your negative connotations. Exactly. I don't know if this is the right word. I'm spitting shit out. Yeah, of that. you're good. You're good. That, you use the big word. Is that a big word? Does that work? <laughs> no, actually, I had a really good hey, friend who, who got. <laughs> <laughs> who got in a relationship and um, and he was like telling me these stories and their whole thing was, we're going to be honest. We're going to tell each other how we feel. And I was like, oh no, you guys took that way to heart. Like you, you actually, when, when people say that, they almost overcompensate. Um, yeah, you want to keep just fucking sucking on some <laughs> Starbucks? Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it, do you hear it? <laughs> No, so he was he was telling me the story, and I was like, oh, of course you guys have gotten down a rabbit hole because they started saying every fucking thought out loud. Yeah. And I, and and somebody, I was just recently, this person that I told you cried in front of me, was like, oh, there are many chats to come. I'm like, about what? I'm we don't, sorry. We don't have to have this many chats. Like— I- you, there's a, there comes a point of living a relationship and there comes a point of expressing when there's a problem, but I don't think you need yeah. to articulate every thought out loud. I just don't. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? We went on this lunch and you looked not so into it today and I just want to get into it. It's like, holy fuck, let yeah, somebody dude. just be. We don't have to have a discussion if you, if about wanna, every single moment. We'll play a little game. If you want to share your feeling, you got to eat this sweaty apple slice first. <laughs> That's the part of it now. Yeah, so pick and choose when you want to fucking How much talk. do you want to tell me your yeah. shit? Okay? And I'm not saying, and this isn't to say you shouldn't talk about what, like if you're going through things in your life, sure. but I just think people mistake. Pick and choose your battles. Yeah, people mistake like open communication with saying every thought out loud and yeah, that and I've been is too much a, a rambler I say what I feel I got my opinions I got I don't shut up I get it from my mother it's like but the older I get the more sensible I get the more bitter I get I go yeah shut the fuck up because like this this I my, tell myself to shut the fuck yeah, up yeah my friend who was in this relationship they ended up getting in 10 times more fights because of this because they were like saying every thought out loud and then not realizing probably didn't even need to be said and then somebody said part of their conversation sparked another problem. And then they ended up having a two-hour, three-hour discussion about that problem. I was like, oh, my God, you're not supposed to solve every problem from day one. Reading a little book right now. It's called Untethered Soul. You ever read it? Uh, I started reading it. It's yeah. an interesting book. And basically the concept of the book is uh, the voices in our head, they mean nothing. They yeah. affect the re- they don't affect the outside world at all. Like there's, n- it, it has nothing to do with anything. So what you have to do is, you can't change or control that voice. But whether it's it says good or bad thoughts, none of them are right. None of them are accurate. Right. You just have to be aware that those voices exist. And you even you could even imagine that that voice in your head is a different person talking to you. You could even imagine that person's on the couch next to you. You can give it a look. And then listen to that person saying all the thoughts, and you're like, you're a crazy person. Mm-hmm. It, that, that's, it, but that's okay. You just have to be aware of those yeah. thoughts going through your mind. And that's when, uh, that's when you have self-control of your consciousness. It's basically like lucid dreams in real mm. life. Ooh. Yeah. So you know how you can control your dreams. It's like if you can control your consciousness, you control everything. It's mm. a very like it's a it's like monks do this, and and you know it, there's like levels of it. It's kind of a yogi kind of yeah, thing, yeah. but uh, 
It's pretty cool. Well, I just think sometimes people also intellectualize a relationship instead of just sort of being. And and for me, like if a relationship starts with so much discussion of solving a problem before you know somebody, then I think you're setting yourself up a little bit for failure because you don't know each other to be solving all these issues. And some of them might just not be issues. They might just be your own, like you said, inner thoughts, insecurities, things that don't actually have to be articulated all the time. And and if a, if a relationship starts with like all these problems trying to be solved, you probably shouldn't even be in it in the first place because I don't know, Adam, you tell me, you're the one who's married. Like, is it supposed to be all... Like, shouldn't you be having a bit more fun in the beginning than discussing 80 million issues? Of course, if you have real problems, think, you should talk. I think that I talk a lot. Like, the thing, like, Vinny mentioned is that, you know, like, I also am the guy who, like, does kind of say probably more than I should uh, mm-hmm. at times. Uh, but I think that you want to pick and choose. Mm-hmm. It depends. I mean, if you're really early in a relationship, you don't want to squash the other person with affection and then they retreat. Or go the other way because, like, you know, I think we've all been there where you meet someone and you actually really like them much quicker than you expect and they seem to like you. Maybe even you got as far as hooking up with them once um, and you think, oh, well, this is great. You know, like, I I think this might be Mm -hmm. the one or the future or something. But you don't want to go to, like, 11 when it's just mm-hmm. started. Yeah, you know, like, especially after, you know, people have sex, then they really, because you go to a vulnerable place and now all of a sudden sure. they think every emotion's a, by the way, you can, you can, um, you can look at it as like it, it, at a job, you get a new job, okay? You get a new job and at your new job, you might like or dislike certain things about the place, but you don't share that with your boss right away. You got to get, you got to, everybody at the, your coworkers, your boss, everybody's got to trust you, get to know you better. You've done your job, you put in some time and then you could express all these feelings and opinions right away because you're not going to go to your boss and be like, eh, I don't like how you do this. Right? Your boss could fire you immediately yeah. and be like, I, what the hell are you talking about? And, so, so, and some of the same. issue might be you. Exactly. Like you're, you're, you know, we articulate every thought out loud and think it's the other person when maybe you're the one who's, mm-hmm. who needs to sort of figure out. Just get your emotions. Is together. it just me freaking out about something that doesn't need freaking out over? Exactly. I don't know. I and this kind of thing relates very much to business too. I just want to point that out because yeah. Vinny just mentioned like going to your boss and like you know saying something like obviously you want to be careful with that because you want to do a good job, you want to impress them, but what you see as an issue may not be that they see it as an issue mm-hmm. or that they don't see it as a big issue and maybe you see it as a massive issue. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, um you don't want to escalate everything beyond the point of you know, everyone being on the same plane. Or well, here's what we'll do. Yeah. So if you have these kind of feelings, thoughts, and emotions, what you need to do is you need to get it engraved on a wooden spoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need to hand it over to their love. And then you're they're probably going to stay with you because giving them on a wooden spoon with all your weird feelings on it, not weird at all. No, not, not at all. not crazy at all. Nope. Not even a little bit. Well, I'm, I'm glad that was a great segue. Thank you. Because um, this next dating tradition is dabbing a man's penis with ticks. Ancient Greek and Egyptian love potions could contain anything from ticks to semen to stingray bile. And some of these substances were meant to be dabbed directly onto a man's penis. Who wouldn't find that hard to resist? But why would they do that? I don't know. These are live ticks? These were dating traditions. (laughs) What the fuck? I don't know. Was it because he did something wrong? 
No, I no think it's. I think it's fun. meant. It says. I don't know. Make it made them hard to resist. Maybe because Jeez. I don't know. I don't know. Why would? Why would you? I just want to know why you would dab another man's penis with somebody else's semen. Gross. But ticks too. Tick you got to put your dick in ticks. The, the tick most, thing is crazy because it's yeah. like as as a person who had Lyme disease oh, <laughs> for no. seven years, mm. I'm like that's dangerous. Oh, sex with sex back then was weird. Can you yeah. imagine? You'd be like, hey, babe, I want to I wanna get nasty, but first. Well, and like, would, you, and tick, like, would you do it for a million dollars? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> would I'll take you that Lyme disease shot dollars? before I do it, and There's then I'll no stick my Lyme dick in it. There's no Lyme disease shot. I mean, I've, live I've Lyme disease been forever. camping before oh, and, like, gotten a tick when camping, you know? Like, that happens. I'm from Florida, so oh. it happens fairly commonly out there if you're camping. Yeah. So it's, like, you remove Okay, it, would you, you know? put, for a million dollars, put another man's semen on your penis? Uh, if it was checked for STDs first, that would be my, or STIs first, that would be my deciding factor. Because answer yes. Yeah. Because Mm. for a million dollars, you could do a lot of good uh, for your life or whatever with that. Dude, I'll dip my, I'll put my dick in ticks semen. What about a thousand (laughs) dollars? For a thousand bucks? No way. No, probably not for a thousand. Um, five thousand? What are we talking about here? The, somebody else's semen on your dick. Five grand? Oh, yeah. I'll roll around in that shit. I'll take a bath. <laughs> All right. Five grand? Five grand. Right. Oh, I'm yeah, certainly going more on, on a the fence free about this. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Sit in a semen bath. 50 grand. Yeah, for 50 grand. 10 yeah, grand. Then, you know. Uh, yeah. Sure. If I said five, if I said five yeah, before, yeah, yeah, I yeah. have to so, say ten. I, I, you know? Yeah. Oh, I thought you weren't sure. I thought you said no about the I was five. A That's bit why. On the fence all right, with all right. The five, but ten but for sure. Right. All right. So it's somewhere just between five and ten. Wash it off and yeah. go straight to the bank. Well, so so this is okay. So we these are some really cra- those are really crazy dating traditions, right? And so like obviously those don't hold up. But here are some legit ones that I think were more relevant maybe 15, 20 years ago. Are they still relevant now? So. We've talked about this on the show before. We'll skip this one. Let's do picking a girl up from her house. Yeah, what's wrong with that? See, I wouldn't do it now. I, I don't mind. Hey, let's go. I if don't I'm want driving, a stranger to know my address. Oh, I don't care. I, I have an interesting thing because I, I sh- in my past, I didn't think that was as big a priority. But my wife now, the one time I had a chance to meet her father before he passed away was picking her up on that first date. And I didn't go in. I had called her and she'd come out to the car and we had gone on the date. Mm. And if I had just done that one thing differently, I would have gotten to meet him, mm. which would have been like a massive, you know, you know, it would have meant a lot. But how know, in soon retrospect. was it in... We, it was our, like, second date oh, or wow. something. So that was the thing was it was, like, our second date. We had met somewhere, like, you know, to meet, meet at, like, a bar or something for our first date. Mm-hmm. And then the second date, I went to go pick her up, and we were going to go to dinner. And, you know, I guess that's something I'll just always have to live with. Not I, to get super dark on this. Yeah, but, but I think but that, but true, most though. people don't live with yeah. their—I f- mean, unless you're younger, most people aren't living with their families. Right, and, like, somebody yeah. like me, I used to get stalked all the time in, like, high school and college. I've literally yeah, been stalked. I, mean, I think it does So I used to have obviously. to be very, yeah, very maybe private. Maybe first date, I would say—but um, it's not like you're going in. I appreciate the thought of somebody— wanting to pick me up but now I'm like no it's fine like I'd rather them meet me in my area I like, think things plan are, a date near me than yeah. than pick me up that's usually what I do though is I'll Uber to the place because especially the now date. like you're meeting people on Tinder and, and yeah. Hinge and all these things and it's like you, they're strangers 
They could be a fucking axe murderer. That's the thing that's changed a lot since I was dating too. Is like yeah. I, I mean, we met on OKCupid, OK but that guys. was like the hot thing at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's a thousand more now than there ever have been, you know. Like there's so many apps now, yeah. like that. But you, you, got, you really can meet strangers super quickly. And you, you guys, know? so you guys wouldn't be opposed to doing it. Just maybe not on the first date. I right. Would, I could refrain from. Yeah, I think I think it's nice when I start dating somebody if they obviously come to pick me up. But like for me, it's like I can't have a stranger. Come, yeah. Bye. I guess on my first dates, I usually just like say, let's just. I think it depends. Somewhere. You know, mm. some guys you date, I assume you kind of know, like this guy's a little bit edgy, you know, mm-hmm. or this guy seems like he's the kind of guy I can easily take home to my dad and it'll yeah. go over well, you know, or something. I have, I'm an advocate in life for you make things are as big of a deal as you make them. Like mm-hmm. you can make. It, Something that could be so crazy if you're just like, yeah, it's, it's no big deal. You know, like, like, like I like to diffuse fights that way. It's like you're you're upset about something if somebody's expressing these feelings. It's like, yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, it's not a big mm-hmm. deal. It's like, so how was your day? Like, you, it's not a big deal. It, and if it's not a big deal to me, maybe it shouldn't be a big deal to you. Mm. So some people think things are a bigger deal than they are. It's just like, I'm just going to swing by and grab you and we're going to go to this place. I'm driving. Makes sense. I mean, you could Uber. If that's your thing. If that's what you want, that's fine. Totally cool. But yeah. if you want me to come get you, I'll get you. I'm driving. So it's cool. It's up to you. So it's as big as a deal as you make it, really. Fair. What about this is this is going to be an interesting one waiting to have sex cuz back in the day obviously people waited then we had Steve Harvey's book and it was the 90 day rule 90 days that was the that used to be the days. thing right that's, 90 that day rule don't that's, <laughs> that's very don't. long unless you hang out once in that 90 days yeah, yeah i mean yeah, yeah we actually had Dr. Wendy Walsh on the show i actually got a we got a bad review on the podcast because somebody got mad at me that I had a guest that gave their opinion, <laughs> which was she believes in the 90-day rule. And as a host, it's my job to be respectful to all my guests and their opinions. So I listened and they put it on me and I was like, what? Okay. So they were mad that she said she thinks she, 90 So days? she advocates very strongly for the yeah. 90-day rule. Um, and... I have always been a pretty sex-forward person, which just means my only rule is um, do it because you wanted to do it, whenever that is. If that means on your first date, if that means two months from now, it means whatever. Just Just do it because you wanted to, not because you were trying to convince him to like you or her to like you or you were pressured in any way. Do it because you were like, oh, I want to get one off. All right. I, I I mean, first of all, se- sex, kissing, like I'll kiss right away. I don't give a shit. I'm like, I'm not afraid to do it. Yeah. And I, I want, I, and I, I can tell if the kissing's bad, then the sex might be bad or like, you know, it's just, there's no chemistry. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'll go right into it. Sex, it's just gotta, just gotta be right. You know, mm-hmm. everything's got, nothing should be planned. And if it just feels right, it feels right. Mm-hmm. I get it. Maybe having it too fast might complicate things because you, it, you know. Do you, do you guys take and don't don't play the don't play the safe card in answering this. Do you take a girl more seriously if she's had or hadn't had sex with you sooner than later? No, Doesn't, I mean sorry, right. you can go. No, no, no. You're our guest today. You should go. So <laughs> um, it doesn't matter to me either way, really. I mean, if she if she wants to wait forever, I mean, ninety days, I'd just be like, eh, that's not my thing. I'm not gonna wait ninety days. Because girls like so. I don't know. Maybe unless she drives me. Maybe she's like the best person in the world, and we want to wait ninety days. I'll wait the ninety days. But but here's and I say this because like my girlfriends have you know come from dating apps and been like 
oh, they they had sex sooner and then the guy ghosted them. And and or like he got it, he got his piece and then he he bounced. I think those guys are pretty clear. Those dudes are they 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 never way. they definitely it hasn't happened to me, but they definitely made it seem like they were in, into these people yeah. and then sort of disappeared. So then girls get this yeah. message where girls have come to me also and been like, oh, if I like a guy, I'm, I wait a bit you know, longer. Here's an interesting, th- and, and this is going to sound like shitty, I guess, but the interesting th- thought behind that is when you have sex with somebody, you learn a lot about that person mm-hmm. and everything changes. So sometimes... People have sex, and the sex is what makes you not like them anymore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's not, oh, he got what he wanted, and then it's over, or she got what she wanted, and it's over. Sometimes it is, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, I, that's, that's why I'm, like, 90 days is a long time. It's just, like, you can't move in until you're married kind of situation. It goes, no, you don't know. Th- you don't learn about that person mm-hmm. that way. Like, can you imagine if you're dating somebody for— but do you for a long time, you wait forever to have sex, and the sex is super weird, or or whatever. The person's just like, just not sexually compatible with you. Now that's a huge factor. Sex has a lot to do with how we we work in a relationship. So it's like, what if you're not on the same page? That but do you think though that sex gets better or, or is better when you feel some form of a little bit more attachment to somebody? So like. Like, it's a reason for me why I used to flex and I openly talk about it. But there was a point that I was like, oh, well, this doesn't actually feel like anything anymore. It's just like, cool, I enjoyed it. But then I'm like, all right, bye. Like, I don't feel any emotion around it. And then when I was with people I really liked, like my actual relationships, all the guys I was in actual relationships with, I usually waited about like a month but that was because I like really liked them and I was like, oh, let me actually feel something first. Mm-hmm. And then I felt better when I had sex with them because like I could actually sort of let loose a little too because I felt a little safer and more kind of a little intimacy builds, yeah. you know, with a with a flex. You're just like, oh, whatever, man, let's just. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, it's, I don't it's know. Just everything circumstance. Like kind of benefits? Is that like. Sort of. It yeah. was like it was like somebody that you know I had Situ- like we were it, yeah, yeah like a cat not okay. not really I was it's very you specific know, it's not like a booty call because right, it's not yeah. like somebody hit me up it's like we would go on dates but we knew that we didn't want to be together like forever, but we enjoyed right. each yeah, other's enjoyed company yeah. and like we went it was very respectful Everything and then it was like the, bye it's all circumstantial I don't know I I also think that. Um, Sometimes sometimes, if you put a lot of pressure on it, mm -hmm. here's the shitty part about it. What if you just hold off for so long and then you like each other so much? Now you're nervous. Now I'm nervous to have sex with you. Mm -hmm. And now the sex is like we're we're having this nervous sex when it shouldn't be because you waited for so long and you built so much suspension. And then it's just like, hey, guys, it's just sex. There's no fucking fireworks going on. But I've had – and I've had this reverse on – and I've also mentioned this here. Three times I've been with guys that – so much fucking chemistry and then when we have sex they freak out Mm -hmm. and it's like not like I made them wait or anything like that it was like they fucking freaked out and it was either (laughs) one is called two pump chump yeah because it was like boom boom done or whiskey dick dick, but they weren't drunk and they were just freaked out Mm -hmm. and so but if I held that against them it would never have like there were a couple people I was in not a relationship with but continued to see for a while because I was like oh I think you just might have had a moment and so sometimes I think if you place everything on sex in the beginning 
if you haven't built any kind of comfort or safety around each other, you can't really kind of be yourself, right? I'm a pretty openly sexual person. Like I could just, I could talk about it like it's not a big deal, and I can. I, I don't know. I don't put I don't too, put too much in pressure mm-hmm. into it. So but I'm saying I, like for a girl, like, like some girls might not be able to open up as much in think, the beginning if I think a lot of it is, you know, does the person identify sex? How closely do they identify sex and love? Mm. You know, because I think that, you know, and we'll just call love like also infatuation and in, in this scenario where they might have met you fairly recently, but they like you and they think it's going a good direction and they like all the qualities of the person and so on. But, you know, some people have that, you know, like I've dated girls who they can see sex as just like a sex act and you have fun with it. And, you know, that's something you might Mm do. Um, But, you know, there's the question of is the love or relationship elements underlying that? And some people treat it all very differently, whether Mm -hmm. it be um, for religious reasons, a lot of people uh, or if it's just. You know, people are looking for also, an actual serious relationship. Yeah. Right? You know, like, think, if you're looking yeah. for an actual serious relationship, then you might not, then you would associate sex with. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it's got potential. their own time frames, too. You know, a yeah. month mm-hmm. to me seems a bit long necessarily if you've gone out on several yeah. dates during that month. It's also about how much in that time frame. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's I not agree. just, um, I'm waiting a month. It's totally. how much have you hung out in that month? Some people, like, some people will hang out. All, you could hang out at 12 hours in one day doing all these things and you're you're basically just, oh, it's only been one day. You've hung out more in that day than some people hang out in a month. So it's also correlating to the time spent. Yeah. How well do you know the person? But I don't think you need to have sex in order for, to, to make the, oh, this person likes me. Should I give it up to make them like me more? Or I should wait so they like me. I don't know. I don't. I just think that it's one of those things that just there shouldn't be pressure on it happens naturally and uh and sometimes it is a telltale sign on can you be compatible or not mm-hmm. yeah and fair dude it's if i waited six months to life. find out the sex was bad i would be like oh yeah if that's way too i mean that's personally for me way too long but no yeah. judgment for anybody out there who waits however long you want to wait that being said i am gonna wait forever <laughs> <laughs> bitch you gotta eat this apple from my pits i've been bringing that's my thing this you guys is, think give i'm me kidding your new thing now i want you, you to sign this nda and eat these apples <laughs> um, <laughs> sign this NDA. what about this this seems like an old tradition that is dying Actually asking someone out properly, like using the words, I'd like to take you on a date. I think it's important. Young girls don't like it. I don't think most people do it. Not that they don't like it. Young girls don't like being... Girl, I realize girls like in their twenties, young twenties or whatever, or twenties in general, they don't. You're calling me? What are you doing? Because like I'm also old school. I don't. I'll call people. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I'll call you. I go. I'm a grown ass man. I don't have time to go back and forth with these little tw- with these fucking Texts, word like word Tetris. Mm-hmm. I don't have word Tetris time right now. I, I'm gonna call you. I go. Yeah. Hey, do you want to go out with me? And a woman, a, you know, somebody that's a little bit older, at least, like maybe you know, a 30 year old girl, is like. I can't believe you. They always say this. I can't believe you called me. Nobody calls anymore. I go. God damn it. Oh, I don't even like when nobody calls me. Take this wooden spoon with my last name. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna just keep saying this shit over and over. I I'm not I'm not big on phone calls. Yeah, I know you mentioned this before. Yes, yes, yes. But I mean, that's only because I'm like I don't know. Did you freak out when I called you and asked you if you wanted Starbucks? No, not with you. It's not like I hate phone calls, period. It's just if I'm about to go on a date with somebody and then they're like, let's have a phone call before. I'm like, 
for what? Like, I'm going to see you on the date, and then we'll you'll see how I actually speak in person, and it's going to be fine. If, phone calls if, can't if be I annoying, I guess. But also, I find it I find yeah. it hard to relate to somebody who's a complete stranger. But that's a me thing again about like a stranger coming to my house. Like, I just have a weird. I don't know what you think you're going to get from me as a complete stranger. I get it. I have a weird ability to communicate with people. I don't have many gifts. I have a few. One of my strongest gifts is communication with people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're very good at it. Yeah, you are. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's one of my few gifts, but it is, it's easy for me to, I make people feel comfortable with me all the time. And I do too. Like I obviously you have, have that I, same gift. I don't have anything to hide from people. Mm-hmm. I just find it like, I, I don't know. I've done it. I've, I've, I've spent like, half hour on the phone with some guy that I was supposed to go on a date with because I was like, oh, everybody says do a phone call before. And I was like, oh, on the phone, he seemed completely great. And then in person, I was like, oh, no, not at all. Well, some people have social anxieties. Some people don't know how to socialize. It's getting worse today. Yeah. People are so, you know, they communicate through technology anymore. So, What do you think, Adam? Because I feel like you're— yeah, no, I think— I think that one of the differences is in the approach. Mm-hmm. Like if you are approaching it where, you know, you're, you want to just call them, speak to them for five minutes. The person on the other end, the whole point is they essentially know that you're not some crazy guy. You know, hopefully you sound like a nice, friendly are person. Are you going to get that, that in five minutes? To. You think a fucking narcissist or a sociopath doesn't know how to convince you in five minutes that they're not? It, it might raise some flags if they realize an immediate issue. You okay. know, I think— fair. That like when like I always hated as a kid that my dad would do this thing where he would say, Adam, I need to talk to you about something. How about Thursday evening? And immediately Uh, I'm like, can we just talk now? I'm not doing anything now. Why can't we just talk right now? Like, I don't really understand. If somebody says, hey, can I ask you a question? I go, you just did. Next. (laughs) I hate when say, don't ask me to ask me a question. Are you kidding me? Give me, I have enough stress and anxiety and worry. Hey, can we, if somebody says we need to talk about something, I go, oh. I, I hate the text, hey, be... I left you a voicemail. Like, just tell, rip the Band-Aid off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what Why it is, but it's not that? getting better yet. <laughs> so wait, Psychos. what are we saying about asking people out? So you're saying, okay, phone calls, you would do it. But I, like, I get this a lot, and I have a great answer to it when guys will always say, oh, hey, we should get drinks tonight. And my response is the same. I go, I should do a lot of things. Are you asking me? And that's my, like, you know, don't tell me what I should and shouldn't do. Be a grown-up and ask me properly what you're trying to ask me. But I like that, too, because here's the thing. I've been on enough dates when I was younger that you were in that young gray area where you're like, I'm not really sure, are we friends or is this a date, Mm -hmm. you know? And I kind of at a certain point was like, I learned when I was working in retail that you have to ask for a sale. You have to you know, at the end, say, would you like to buy this today? Because at the end, they are maybe on the fence. And if they say yes, great. And if they say no, then they weren't going to buy it anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like if you ask someone out on a date, then, you know, are they into this for a date or are you just friends? Yeah, I, I, think, I, think, you know? sh- I think we should get da- drinks tonight. Is it fair, though? I think that's fair. You, I think that's I mean, a word look, choice. And it's totally fine. I just Because some as people a say woke, thing, and I think that's fucking stupid. But exactly. I, I think as a personal thing, yeah. it comes off very, to we me, it comes off like somebody is making. But like, they're clear like about, a, I want to go out with you. No, it's not. To me, it's almost like them being, it's, it's a little condescending to me because they're telling me what I should and shouldn't do. We should make out. We should do this. <laughs> I'm like, I what? Like, I, 
you're telling me what I should do. I think that's. A, I guess. I think <laughs> um, that's, that's just the way I thing. see it. But that is a personal. But that's so why I, I make it a joke back. I don't think and I've I said go, that. hey. But you um, can still ask it nicely, like, can I take you to drinks? Not, you know, I that's don't think anyone wants to necessarily be told, like, by a stranger, you know, you should get drinks with me tomorrow. That's how I, mean, I feel. I think sometimes guys do that because they want to seem assertive. Yeah. Like, they want to mm-hmm. seem like, hey, I've got a plan, and, fair- and girls like a guy with a plan. Chad did that. Chad and I, okay. like, he, he did, when he first asked me out, my ex, who's on the podcast, he said to me, um, hey, we should go to this thing. And I said the exact same response to him, and I said, and I always make it a joke. It's, like, really lighthearted. I'm like, yeah, I should do a lot of things. Are you asking? And then he's like, I'm really sorry. Yes, would you please be my date to this thing? Oh, okay, great. Awesome. Now I know what this is about because I don't like somebody telling me what I should and shouldn't do. He makes a good point, though. So some girls, women, they are not as—they—if they, uh, you come off as not as assertive or not—like, if you don't come off— Here's an example. Some some will say, I like a man that will pick the place and tell me what time. Don't be like, hey, when do you want to hang out? Or what 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 time they I've heard from so many like women they're like, I tell me the time and the place. I like when a man picks the place and blah blah. So maybe in his defense is that some guys are trying to trying to be assertive. Like, hey, we should we should do this instead of being like Hey, would you do that? They're trying to avoid the rejection. So I think everyone's personality is different. Some guys are different. I think totally. You know, I, yeah, I, yeah, I just don't think the intentions are bad there. No, I don't. I don't. Th- I didn't say the intention is bad, and that's why I always frame it back as like kind of a joke, <sighs> so that they can <laughs> end up turning around and asking. Because um, yeah, there are definitely preferences for all of it. I think asking's good though. Yeah, because my thing is like as a girl. Um, because I've been in entertainment, you know, m- most of my life, over half my life, I end up like going for drinks, going for coffees, going for meetings all the time with people. And I've been doing it since I was very young. And half the time I didn't realize that they thought it was a date because they were like, hey, let's get coffee. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's go get coffee. And it was either somebody I worked with or somebody I'd met on a set or whatever it was. And then I was like, and then later they'd be like, oh, we went on a date. And I was like, what? Oh, no, I'm not interested at all. I just thought that was like a thing that we, so if somebody isn't specific with me, and I think guys do it because they're trying to mitigate like rejection, like they don't want to get rejected. So they're always like very vague about it. Mm -hmm. Sort of like, hey, like, let's hang out. So then that way it's not like a, if you turn around and say, you didn't like me, you could turn a guy can go, Oh, totally. I mean, I was just hanging out, dude. Like, don't overthink it. I was just going and getting a coffee, um, which has also happened to me. So for me, I'm very like, Hey man, this is one of those things of the old traditions. I mm-hmm. would prefer is if, if somebody is clear, like, are you thinking as a date or not? Yep. Cause like I had another comedian recently be like, Hey, you know, I, after a long, long fucking talk, I'd really like to get a coffee. And I was like, I have a feeling this is, like, now I'm more mature. I could be like, oh, I think this is is a date. And so I said, "Um, I'm down if it's a friendly coffee. (laughs) And then, of course, you know, the topic changed and didn't want it. And I was like, there you go. Because, like, then be specific and clear so that you're not wasting your time and I'm not wasting my time. That's fair. Totally fair. And again, I think it comes down to age. Yeah. I think, you know, a young girl, you, you tell Karina, me, what do you like? Do you like somebody being more chill about it or just knowing what you're getting into? I 
I like people who are really straightforward. Mm-hmm. Karina likes people who are really straightforward. I also like phone calls too. Karina also yeah. likes phone calls. I, I'm, 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 all, I'm all about. And she's being a baby so Kim. It's disgusting. I'm on. I love honesty. I've I, uh, something that I've been so the one of the most fearless things you can do in life is to be as honest as humanly possible mm-hmm. with respect. What I found is I was always a nice guy and I was a pushover and I was pushed over so many times. This is off subject. I'm sorry, guys. No, it's okay. But I, what I found is uh, everything. You, if you can be as honest as you can humanly be about stuff you do and don't like, with understanding your own emotions and when to share them. You have so much power, and then you're fearless. You could talk to Leonardo DiCaprio and be like, the, "Like, not be worried because oh, it's Leo." You could literally just make fun of his shoes, be like, "What the fuck are you wearing, dude?" Because it's just an honest thought you had. Yeah. You shared it. Now you can bond on a real connection instead mm-hmm. of him being looking at you like a psycho fan Fair. or whatever it is. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I'm all for being straightforward. I think it's just how you do it, you know? Yeah. Um. We have so many. I'll, uh, we'll wrap on this one. Um, back in the day, uh, you used to meet the family right away. Mm. What do you guys think about meeting the family sooner? Uh, I, I'll say uh, that it, it's good when the family you realize is a cool um, but if you find that the family has a lot of things, it might also alert you to some potential issues. You know, like for me, if I was dating someone and they were, you know, um, you know, much more religious than me or something, that might bring to light that. It doesn't necessarily mean that the person I'm dating is as religious as their family. But, um, you know, a lot of times you kind of get a, an idea of things like that. And Oh, yeah. I mean, as a person of yeah. color, I could say I've gone to somebody's parents' house and heard the music N-word. Oh, wow. And been like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I grew up in the South, like, in Florida, so, like, you know, it's not, like, the area I was in wasn't, like, all swamp and backwater like a lot of people picture. It was, like, Central Florida, like Orlando. But the thing is, is that, like, you would meet someone and, you know, sometimes you realize, yeah, they're, they're, their family doesn't seem like they would really click with me a whole lot because I don't know because I'm like a nerdy Jewish guy or something, you know. Like, so you advocate <laughs> see, potentially meeting sooner? Uh, not really. I mean, I, to me, it's like you're you're dating the person you're dating, and that's yeah. who your relationships with. But some people are closer with their families than others. I've dated a couple people who they don't really talk to their family that often, mm-hmm. or you know, what do you think? Something. I don't know. I have always had guys make me meet their families right away. Like, always. And I'm just, because it's like, I'm like, I, because they probably know I'm not crazy. And so I've always, parents love me. It's just a funny thing. But nobody has met my family besides one person. I'm very, um, it takes a long time. But it's also Indian culture. It's a little cultural thing. Because now my parents are cool. They always know about somebody. But actually meeting, it's like it should be sort of serious. They, they'll they know that I'm dating them. They'll know their names. They'll know about them. Um, but a formal meeting would just probably happen if— But mine is also logistic. My family's in Canada. Yeah, I was going to say, so my family's like, on the East Coast, so it's yeah. kind of hard for yeah, any, that's yeah. anybody true to for meet me, my family. Yeah. But I, I won't—I uh, I have a harder time— dating people who don't understand that I'm really close to my family. I'm okay if you're not close to your family, but um, my rules around family are I can talk shit about them, but you can never talk shit about my 
my family is just, and I would never talk shit about anybody else's family. Yeah. I'll yeah. just be like, keep that to yourself. People are entitled to be who they are. You yeah. know, hopefully they're good people. Yeah. You know, if they're, if they're not good people, then I'm yeah. not okay with that. But, but you, you know, because sometimes they, like you yeah. have dynamics with your yeah. parents, for example, and it's like when somebody else comments on it, I'm like, no, 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 you haven't been around. They've been around my whole life. Like, don't don't talk shit about them. Yeah. They'll probably be here when you leave. So well, right. what, what I'm like, oh, sorry. Okay. No, it is. You know what I have done that I, I used to just introduce a girl, you know, a girl I'm talking to, to my friends or my family. And then I realized that they won't be around long, always, 90% of the time. You know, it's like, unless it works out and she's the one, it's like, then you're embarrassed because you brought them into your life. And, and it's like, oh, how's it? Oh, yeah, she's not here anymore. It's embarrassing. So yeah, now yeah. I'm, I'm more selective. Who she, my friends yeah. and it's like when you have someone and there's like a family wedding and you you take the, your new girlfriend to the family wedding and, you know, strategically you keep them at the end so you can crop them out if you have to, you know, <laughs> later on or something. I mean, I'm just joking, but I mean. I've, You're like, hey, boo Have, have them it's, wear that green screen thing. Boo-boo, it's so nice just, having you. Just come stand room. here. Just You want you want to just lean a little bit off to the side of the picture? Yeah. Um, that's really funny. Yeah, I uh, I agree, though. Like, sometimes you can bring people in, and then, then your friends are always weirdly asking, what happened about this person? Blah, oh, blah, blah. And you're like— It's like an audition. I like, I don't tell my family, like, or whatever when I go on an audition. How did the audition go? Like, if I didn't book it and told you I booked it, don't ask me about yeah. it again. But also as a girl, so I like, I used to date a lot when I was younger. Like, now I pace myself, but when I was young, I was dating a lot, and my girlfriends were not. So it on- honestly looked— I think that they thought badly of me for a while because they weren't dating as much. And then I always are you had su- like— are you su- are you, Is dating mean sex or what? No, no. Just oh. like in the either, either dating or—no, I wasn't flexing back then. But like Flex. I was always getting in relationships. I was yeah. known as a relationship girl. So like—and then even when I was known for vacation romances. So I would travel and like meet somebody and, you know, have my fun. And then they knew about all of them. But there came a point where I was like, oh, my God. You aren't telling me anybody, and I'm telling you all these people, and it just looks like I'm getting around. And so I was just like, oh, maybe I just won't. So, like, now it's become obviously like they don't tell, they date a lot too now because now app culture. And so they don't tell me everybody, and they'll tell me about somebody who's really important if there is somebody, and kind of vice versa. I love that. There's a lot of judgment, man, around it. Like, don't you, you date a lot, I'm sure. You're a handsome guy. So it's like, are people ever like, oh, Vinny's always got a chick. He's always, he's always got a, you know. And like, there's some weird kind of judgments around that kind of stuff. Well, like I said, I don't, I, I, I don't bring, you know, people around my friends or family unless it's like going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I've made that mistake before. Oh yeah, we all have. Yeah. You also don't want to look like a slut. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't really. You know, <laughs> when I was single, you know, I I, I didn't. I don't yeah. give a fuck about that stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess I don't care. I, I mean, I, now nowadays, I don't think anybody one should really care. Like, I had a guy once try to tell me that who liked me, and he called me a slut, and I literally was like, "Oh, are you just upset that I'm not having sex with you?" And like yeah, his, that was my first my first thought yeah, yeah. was that that and then he sh- yeah. and he shut up and I was like okay so let's shut the fuck up and yeah. don't tell a grown ass woman who she can and can't have sex with nice because once your fucking V car has been taken there's God, God's not sitting there going like oh my God it's been this many now shut the fuck up yeah. like we're all good 
Yeah. You're not taking anything. My whole thing is just do it because you want to do it and not because anybody is ever making you or you're, you know. Sex feels good. Yeah, I, I'll <laughs> say it, it. It's not like I've, I've had sex with every person I've ever dated either. I haven't. Yeah. But yeah. when I've wanted to, I'm like not apologetic about it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's become Sorry, more. you don't have anybody to have sex with, but that's not my I problem. I think it's good to be in the moment and to try to embrace that and see where things naturally flow with the partner that you're yes. with. You know? um, I don't think that there is anything... Having a preconceived decision made, I don't know if it necessarily helps. Like, I will say, like, my wife, when we first went out, uh, waited a few dates before we had sex. And I personally don't think that that was necessary to wait. But, you know, uh, but at the same time, if it helps her, that's he's okay. He's still bitter about you know? it. They're married and he's still a little bitter about yeah, it. I'm not bitter. It's hilarious. fine now. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, she thinks that it, like, helped something. That's funny. Now you're okay. just making her wait. I would say, you are married, you're I like, would no, say it helped me. me. No. You made me wait. Now I'm making you She's like, yeah. <laughs> You sleep in the same bed every night. <laughs> You're like now you get you get all the time. I, I would have probably made. I, Such I a make guy a little. I mean, little it's like you know, did but, it help or change anything see, in the long run? But I, see, I here's the thing: so. like you're you're. Yeah. You're lovely and progressive and not, but like we just had this conversation. Some people can be judgy. You can have sure. sex with somebody yeah. in the beginning and they're like, "Oh, this girl gets around. That guy gets around." Like there, it's like so. There, that's why there's all this like weirdness about when to have sex and why girls think something different and guys think something different. No, there's a lot of sl- gross dudes out here. So they yeah, ruin, on both they ruin ends. it for they ruin it for for regular guys. And uh, yeah, and, and it's on it, both like I said, ends. I mean, people do their own true. thing on all, but I just don't feel like we need to judge anybody for that. All, all I the only advice I give to girls is if you know. Like, please don't take any offense to this, guys. But guys tend to be more fine with fucking. And this and, is not new news to us. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, I know. I just <laughs> like I, I just want to be careful about like making too many stereotypes or whatever. It's mm-hmm. a woke generation, you know. I don't want the woke police after me. And but, we can't say that we represent all men. Yeah, yeah but but there are guys who are more open to being promiscuous, and it's fine, right? But. If a girl isn't okay with that, the only way you can combat that is by choosing to do it whenever you want. And so then you'll never feel bad if he, if you guys have sex and he doesn't call you back the next day because you did it because you wanted to get off, not because you were like, oh, this might turn into something mm-hmm. because I have sex tonight. Yeah, see, that's Or what like I said. having it's- an attachment to having sex. That's the only way you'll be able to, and that could happen on date one, that could happen a month, that could happen three it months. It fully People depends so- on who the person you're dating is. A, a sex should not be associated with um, uh, whether or not it's going to go well as far as where whether or not like... But that's the hardest part, right? Because I think a lot of people get, they feel something when they have sex. A lot of people, even if it's a mistaken feeling, they feel connected to somebody. I mean, I have girlfriends who always tell me that they like feel more attached to somebody when they have sex. I don't have that part of my brain. (laughs) For me, it's much more. I mean, you you could have sex with somebody and it's great or whatever, but it's like... How about uh, all? How about all the other stuff that you have to deal with? Like, are you, there's so many? Mine is who I'd want to wake up with the next day after sex. I'm like, cool, I'll have sex with you, but have I wanted to leave? 
And and if I want to leave, then or I want you to leave, then that's not a cool feeling. And if I want you to stay the next day, I'm like, oh, I might like this person or enjoy this person's company because I was fine with them being in my bed. <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, I just don't think uh, there's so many things to making a relationship work that it's f- far more than just sex. And I mean, there's more even than just the people, the the dynamic between each of the two people. It could be that, you know, uh, we're professionally our people at the time. Like the different things that affect all of us, you know, make people might feel like their life is more together. Maybe they feel like this is the right thing for them right then. Mm-hmm. Or maybe their life wasn't as together and they feel like this is the more right thing because it feels like this is together where everything else is not. You yeah. Know? Like it could go either way with a lot of that stuff um i think yeah just go with the flow yeah last one we're going to talk about um following up following up yeah like back in the day you know if you went on a date you'd follow up and you'd be like oh hey can i have or whatever like um do you guys like go follow up with people even just say a thank you hey thanks for your time yeah. I mean, well, if you like a person, you follow up. Yeah, and I think also, like, if you had um, a successful date the night before and stuff, then you definitely want to at least, like, text them something brief the next day. Mm-hmm. I will say I used to have the general rule where, like, you know, I'd go on a date with a girl and say, like, all right, I'll 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 call you in a couple of days. We'll figure out the next thing. Just because you don't want to overpressure them, like, right away. But I feel like nowadays maybe that's not as common because so many people mm-hmm. are texting and using apps to do different conversations kind of ongoing. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, Karina, and back me up if I'm right or wrong but girls probably hate if a dude like waits a couple days now if, well, if you're into it I think you should just message yeah. well, and just like in this yeah. case the girl had said then just call me tomorrow and I was like yeah. relieved I was yeah. like thank god okay, yeah. because I wanted to call her the next yeah. day <laughs> you know we need to stop playing this game okay yeah. Everybody out there, now there needs to be a sense of like what we discussed earlier is sometimes you don't always share your feelings, but I am so over the game. I don't, there are no fucking rules. There is no rule book to love. There's no, there is nothing, okay? So I am an advocate for everybody being themselves right away. If you want to follow up to the person, follow up. Just don't be creepy about it. Just hit them up. Be like, I had a great time with you last night. Let's try to get together again soon. We should do that. I'm just kidding. I'm saying you we, no literally just be like what's up Preach. I, I, I just because by the way guys here's another thing and I'm actually writing a bit about this on stage about how like people I, I say people sacrifice their opinions to get laid and blah 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 and, and I do this whole bit about this dude lying out of his ass just to get laid and it's that's funny that's you I, huh? what's that that's no, you no I do the whole bit about how I, I I end up not because I'm being honest I'm trying to be honest because also if that person doesn't like you you're saving yourself time you know what reason I do like to call or like even face FaceTime or whatever is I want to know who I'm going out with before I waste my time. My time is more valuable to me than anything on this planet. So if I go, if this person doesn't like me, fuck yeah, dude. I just save myself so much time Mm -hmm. and I'm tired of wasting my time. Like, I'm not about the FaceTime, dude. If you FaceTime me, I'd be like, he is on a red flag list. I can do it. Some people like it, some don't. I don't do it to everybody. No, I know. But I'm just saying is... Gabby Kono, our friend Gabby, she was on this podcast um, from Baker's Dozen. She loves FaceTimes. 
And I'm always like, that is the most invasive thing you could ever do to me. That's a little awkward, it's I guess. FaceTime. Not I don't for think me. I ever look good at that well, angle. Well, mostly because like, it's on, like, like, always a little it's bit It's like lower. I'm in my PJs <laughs> with no fucking makeup on when I get home. Before I have started to establish a relationship with somebody, I don't need to see me that way. Like, yeah. there is something about, but let's put our best foot forward in the beginning. And then you could see ugly me. Like, that's the whole point. You, you yeah, fall no, in love okay with, with the personality and then see ugly me. And then you'll still love me. I, I, I guess where I'm stemming from is just like just be yourself because if they don't like you then fuck them no that's fair if you like to FaceTime you gotta find the person that likes to FaceTime you I guess I don't mean just FaceTime I mean just like you know. no but I get it but I do think you that's like you gotta be you and you gotta let somebody be okay with you being you I do think the FaceTime is the most aggressive form of a quick call (laughs) like it's like hi I can see you right now where you are I am I'm getting so old where I'm just like no fucking time wasted (laughs) I have this whole bit about how I can't date girls in their 20s because there's no transparency and then I can't date women in their 40s because they're too fucking honest. And I, I, I'm, I'm actually becoming that person. Like I'm, where I'm just like, all right, here's the things. Do you like this? Do you not like this? Do you like? Nah. But see, this is one of the. You're so funny because that's how I used to be when I was in my jaded phase. Oh, shit, is I'm like jaded. you're just like, oh my god, I'm gonna fuck because you're preemptively trying to root. Like you're trying to be like, don't fucking blah 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 blah. That's like red flag that you are triggered. Right. And so a thing is like. You'll get you'll get you'll get past I, all of this. It'll it'll happen this. where you'll just make decisions because you know somebody is you'll be you'll probably vet people a little bit more unconsciously. Like mm-hmm. or or not so not let's say not so overtly. So you'll you might go on a date with somebody and be able to flag that these are the things you want or don't want based on their behavior versus saying it out loud. Yeah, no, no, no. I you don't know? always express it out loud. Yeah, you no. probably do. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've gotten better at that. <laughs> No, I've gotten better at that. You're the one that's like, when women are like on date one, they're like, so I want to have a kid. Do you want to have a kid? No, see, I use humor just as a defense mechanism. So nobody knows what the fuck I'm thinking. So it's all <laughs> veiled in comedy. I get that, though. You see that? Yeah. Humor, yeah. Humor's my life. That's no, it is. So I'll make jokes about shit. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, what the fuck do you like? I will say my sister uh, just recently got married and she is very, she was very systematic and smart about who she went out with. She would, you know, at first have like, okay, I'll have a one hour coffee date with this person. I'll have a one hour coffee date with this person, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the guy that she settled down with, she just got married to. And obviously it worked out, but she found the guy who somehow fit that. Well, she was also on a mission. Yeah, she She was was. specific about what she wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. I've come to realize this too. Is dating is is you're going to get as much work as you put into it. So it's like right now, you know, I if you're on the dating apps and you're going on tons of dates, and that's something that you really desire, you know, then then the more work you put into it, you're like working on. I need to find somebody which I found myself doing sometimes too. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'm like, I'm selfish and I'm just working on my career and I'm put, investing all my time into it and then that's what I want and that's what you mm-hmm. achieve. But yeah, you're right. Some people will just fucking date their asses off until they, because the, anything you do in life is how much work you put into it is, is how successful it becomes. But also, love is a weird thing. I don't have the answers. Look at me. I'm fucking heartbroken and bitter. But what I do think, I know, But guys? I think it's also, I think part partially like with your sister as the example is like she 
got to a place where she felt she knew what she wanted. And so you approach things in a different way versus exploration. I think a lot of people go on apps to explore, which is true, completely yeah. okay, where you're like, oh, I don't know what I want yet. Do I want the tall guy who's, uh, you know, doing this or do I want this person who's doing this or do I want the guy who smokes a lot of weed or the one who is a cookie cutter? Do I want the really religious one? Do I, you just have no idea. So like people end up using apps as a way to explore. But I think when people are approaching it with like, oh, I am ready and I want to meet somebody I could potentially be with, I think the approach changes where you're probably matching a little less, you're a little more specific. Yeah, you know? but it works and, you know, it works It does for work, like, yeah. For me, My like, best friend, I, it worked the same way. She said the same thing to me. If a girl it. was doing this to me and I was the guy going out on a one-hour coffee date, my first thought, it would have weeded me out of the list because I would have been like, what is this one-hour date? She wants a one-hour, like, daytime coffee date, which I also don't drink coffee, really, so it's like, I don't know, Part of me is like, I mean, I guess I could get tea, but like just for an hour, like, how am I going to know if we really like each other? Is this a date? What is this? Like, it's an interview. Like, it just, to me, it would have been like, yeah. what exactly am I agreeing to go to here? I you know, agree. I, I, I say an hour is don't short. Say that, though, yeah, know? an hour is a short amount of time. I'm. I used to she's say very school. efficient. Yeah, yeah. She's a very efficient person. That's awesome. Yeah. See, but I used <laughs> to think coffee dates are weird, and then yeah. I realized I was spending a lot of my, like, my time and my money. So I'd always pay for the dates I'd, on dinner and drinks. Sure, I did. And then that. find out the person's a whack job. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And then I go, what the fuck did I just do? So now that I'm getting older, I go, oh, I made fun of those coffee dates. And I go, no, that kind of makes sense. You get to know somebody quickly. You know, you don't have to spend a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it does make sense. Right? Yeah. yeah. But at but the time, I would have been like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. Used to think, I used to think that all the time. Yeah. Well, I, I remember in... Um, I used to have a bit about this when I was doing, when I first, first started stand-up about how when I moved from New York to L.A., like how the dating thing shifts because in New York, you only go on like Monday to Thursday drinks. That's what it always is. You do that for weeks and like maybe you'll get a snack here or there. But then if somebody likes you, you move to like Sunday brunch. And then if somebody really likes you, you're like Sunday night, Game of Thrones, Oh, stay, you know, like all that stuff. Like, and then it would take months and months because New York is like a completely different beast to date in. It would take months before you get a Friday or Saturday. Wow. And, I didn't know that. and that's like dinner and whatever. And so when I first moved out here, like that is how my brain was trained because I grew up in New York for a long time. And then that's sort of how I approached it. And then I came here. I landed in LA in my first week. Some guy asked me for dinner on a Saturday night. And I turned to my friends. I was like, is he trying to marry me? <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was like, no, really? What the fuck? Who asks somebody a dinner on a Saturday? And they're like, um, that's normal here. And then I literally texted him. I was like, um, I have plans. Tuesday drinks. Oh, wow. <laughs> I oh, like, wow. I wasn't gonna do it. But, um. We're fucking on Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. I was like, a whole I saved those days for sex. <laughs> if it doesn't have an but, S, we don't have sex But do you think, like, the whole, the whole Sundays. dinner thing with Tuesdays somebody is a lot now. In the middle. Unless, yeah. unless I, like, knew them. Like, yeah. they were a friend of a friend or I met them uh, through something. A dinner would be a lot for me. I just go, will you move in, like, right away? <laughs> on, a t on a wooden spoon. I, just go on, you wrote, I go on a coffee date, I go, are you ready to date me forever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you, you wrote say it just you, like that. You wrote it on a love. Are you ready to date me right now? You wrote it on a love note and sealed it with a wooden spoon. And then I spanked myself with that spoon. I go, how nasty are you? And you put a slice of the the apple with your sweat in it. You know, I think nowadays someone could do that. I'm having apple pie, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys. This was an awesome episode. Dude, we're just getting into the sillies. I was, <laughs> see, I told you. To, guys, I apologize. There's probably some spotty some spotty ep- parts in this episode that was very boring or very bitter or jaded, and that was probably on me. I apologize. But we talked about it. I said, I'm in a Dude, weird space. Dude, you got to stop apologizing for being your, where, wherever you are right now. Just chill. Yeah, You're good. It was fine. You're good. You did a great job. I've had, I've had like... <laughs> You're allowed to say fuck women sometimes. I'm not even... I don't even feel like the bitterness is from uh, dating as much as it was before. Mm-hmm. I feel like my bitterness is coming from just exhaustion from like the city friendships and just career stuff. It's just like, ugh, it's fucking exhausting. Maybe I get tired of the games. Take, you know? take a little trip. Yeah, the games. The like games. I travel a lot. Things, yeah. I mean, I'm going to Idaho this week. For 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 shows with Jay Moore, but it's all it, work related. Yeah, Maybe fuck. you just need a little R and R cleanse the system. Fuck man, where do I go? Do you go home? Yeah, that's that's what oh, it helps. It I did help. for Christmas. It was nice, but then I just I feel where I'm. I'm at this place where I go, and that's a problem. I'm a workaholic, but I mm-hmm. go. I don't feel like I've earned downtime ever. Vacation time, downtime. You'll never I feel, feel regret, like it. I feel yeah. regret about it, like yeah. because I feel like I I, I I'm running out of time. Yeah, so I, I, I feel that every single day of my life. I want to enjoy I really downtime. do. Like, well, every day that I have a day off, I don't know what to do with myself, and I fill it with work that I need to do on other projects or other things because there's always so many other things. But, like, mm-hmm. I do always feel like time is running out, and if I don't do it now, when's it going to happen? You know, like, yeah. it yeah. just is, like, a never-ending, and it, it is, like, a huge part of my life. Like, I, I think about this all the time. And, and I really know yeah. it's not healthy to think that way, but like, also, you know. I, 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 guys do this where they say they come over, let's hang out, and it sounds nasty because it looks like, oh, he's just trying to fuck. For me, I go, I'm out all the time, all the time. Please, I would just love to just relax at the house and smoke or whatever, eat some food. By the way, question for you: mm-hmm. Are we ha- do we have to end the podcast? No, go go ahead. I mean, we um, do at some point. <laughs> do we consider Postmates as a dinner? I feel like fuck Postmates for this reason, ready? Mm-hmm. Because you spend, you can order from your favorite restaurant, Postmates it, and it even costs more, really. I know that's the that's my only and, thing with Postmates. And and but it's not. Oh, we haven't we didn't go to dinner. But like, what are you saying? We just got your favorite restaurant. Yeah. We ordered the food. We got everything you wanted. We just didn't go to the restaurant where we. Well, that might be that might be a love language issue right there. That's like one of those somebody's interpreting what you consider to be a thoughtful act is not thoughtful because it's not the way they would express thoughtfulness. Mm. So I'm just saying, yeah, like ah, I'd love like, to go I to dinner, care. or we could just stay in. And, yeah, I wouldn't care because I feel like I get to you get to know somebody a little bit more. But I'll say, like, if somebody, if I, again, I'm suspect of people, so this this is coming yeah. from a different issue, but, like, I wouldn't be cool if I met a stranger and they were like, oh, let's hang at my house. I'd be like, yeah, I, I don't, right I don't know who it you are. Sending, and you're right sounding away. like Netflix yeah. and chill kind of thing. But also Netflix you know? and chill and Not you have barbed wires and I'm going to be tied up and maybe, like, I don't know. Like, that's where my mind goes. Because New Yorker, man, this is not abnormal for a New Yorker. New Yorkers were like, 
No, man. I could get chained up in somebody's house. Like, <laughs> That's I ain't true. going there unless, There's I, some creepy unless ass I know people, people and they, they have a digital footprint out in and shit. New York, you know? Yeah, yeah you gotta. So, I mean, I mean, I would say, like, in the beginning, I would be like, all right, Netflix and chill. I mean, I wouldn't care, but it would just be like, I don't know you. Why would I fucking go to your house to do the same thing? I think that, like. But that's I mean, me, Karina. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Okay. It just comes off like. Oh, he just wants to really have sex. Yeah, but that's not yeah, ideal all the time, though. Not for me, at least. No, I go. I just. I know, I, but you have to. You have to go. Like they don't know you to know yeah. that. So you got to build. You got to build that trust, yeah, right? I usually you just, earn yeah, trust. I usually just send him a fourteen-page love letter. And I go, listen. <laughs> I, I I respect your body. Yeah. And I, if you want to come over, and we can order some fucking <laughs> pasta visual. And and here's a side of apples with my sweat on and it. And I got apple pie, baby girl. <laughs> I don't know. Guys. Um, Vinny, thank you so much for being on this episode. I love you guys. It's my favorite podcast. Yay. <laughs> if you don't subscribe, like, and share with your friends, you guys, we just spilled our hearts and our, our minds out to you guys. You should share it with your friends. I do feel really crazy, though, sometimes when I say the things I say out loud, especially around you, because you are much more... Um, feelings oriented than I am I think and so then I'm like oh my god am I I'm like I'm trying to be a little bit more but sometimes I'm like oh my god certain things freak me out that like wouldn't you know so that wouldn't bother me yeah I, I'm, I'm like I'm you just like joked. You, people didn't see this on camera. I mean, on mic, obviously, or on camera. But um, Vinny made a joke and he went down on a knee just as we were taking a picture. And I, like, my heart just—I almost thought I was like, I can't, I can't breathe. Just, it's not even funny. Guys, she told me no. <laughs> and a joke. So, you see what I'm saying? Projection sucks. Just the gesture evoked emotion. Yeah, it's no, but know. it's like not even my mind. It's like my body does something. I'm like, Ugh. I'm with you. That's what that that comes from pain. Oh, we have some pain. Guys. We both have some pain. Or maybe I just don't have feelings. No, you do. You're just guarding them. <laughs> no, you do. I have no heart. No, I've, I'm with you. I'm in. I'm. I'm in the same place. You, you can progressively listen to our episodes I together, and I just an we're AI starting to link up. Robot. <laughs> but now, but that's Thank not. You. We're it, listening to kind of dating. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm not cutting you off. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm in the same. You know what it is? It's from damage, and then you become. But I'm guarded. not. I'm. I'm fine now. I just no, there, you, are, there are things that stuck. I don't get it. I just don't get why. It's like human certain instinct. emotion gets me. Like I, I don't understand it. I use this analogy. I go, if you love roller coasters and you go to this amusement park and you get on this ride, but every time you get on this ride, there's a rickety part on it, the wooden, but you already know that at that part, you always get whiplash and your neck hurts and it's a fucking, it hurts, but you, you know, the ride's fun. It's, it's instinct to go, okay, I, I want to ride that ride, but it just, I know I get hurt on it at some point. So I can't, I just, I don't want to ride the ride. It's the same thing with our feelings. We get damaged with this person or, and with people in dating. And then you go, ah, oh, fuck, I want to try it, but I just, I've, I gotten hurt before. So now I'm like, I, I don't know if I want to go on this fucking ride. You see what I'm saying? Oh my God. That's so deep. Isn't it deep though? And what's How good? accurate is that? You guys. Except it's just not me. I don't. <laughs> You're like, I hate motherfucking No, no, what I mean is like, like for ride. example, love letters, right? Like, I really feel like normal people would love that. And me, I go, this is very, 
emotional for no reason. Like yeah. you don't know me yet, and you're expressing mm. all this like, well, like it's like love bombing somebody, and I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, you have don't know. Either. You haven't seen me yet. Wake up with like uh, my ugly face. Or I just want to fuck my man all the time. Boys. <laughs> I don't know. Just fuck everybody. Just fuck all the time. <laughs> Always just fucking everything. Just Vinny, we everybody. love you. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you off Kinda there. So that, um, Vinny, how can everybody find you on social media? <clears throat> I don't know. You could probably find me crying outside my fucking building. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Follow me on Instagram. Everything TikTokish. I'm doing the TikTok. Oh yeah, you're really good at it. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I'm trying. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, find me. Everything Vinny Fastline with a Y F A S L I N E. No T in the Fastline. Vinny Fastline. Follow me up. I travel. Um, I'll be doing comedy all over the country. So. Where the, is where they get your tour schedule? I, I'll post it all over online. All right, cool. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I love you guys. Love you too. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Follow us on social media. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. Um, Aisha, who is not here, is at Aisha Says Dance. Adam and Karina, what are you guys at? Uh, I'm Adam Pineless uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Karina, do you want people to find you? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, we'll tag her. She's yeah. off the grid. Yeah, because I can't even begin to spell your shit. Yeah. Like, you have the most calm, like, all right, she doesn't want to be found. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> um, I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook. Um, and to all those people who send me messages, thank you so much. Thanks so much for downloading this episode. If you could please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes and download the rest of our shows, we'd be so grateful. Also, send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Our producer is Adam Pineless, and our intern is Karina Uribe. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.